Hi guys, welcome back to You're Worth More Than a Number, a weekly podcast where I share experiences and advice for people going through recovery, recovered, or just want some encouragement. This week, I am going to be talking about change and how I deal with it and how you can deal with it. Okay. So according to dictionary.com, change means to make or become different, to make something or to different or change, well, that's the name. But don't worry, I'm not going to get all scholarly on you. I just wanted to make that clear so we all knew what change was. Um, but that sounds pretty simple, doesn't it? To make or become different, pretty simple. Well, it's a lot easier said than done, especially when it comes to changing the way you live your life. Change has always been something that I've struggled with basically my whole life. Like, I'm talking like years before my eating disorder. As a kid, I was never a fan of change. I would stress me out and cause me to experience all sorts of different emotions and feelings. Like if my family had a plan to go out to dinner that night and then an hour before we were supposed to go, my mom's like, I'm cooking instead. I would flip a basket. I'd be so I don't know why it would mess me up, but it would. I didn't like it. I like to be in control, have everything planned out, and I didn't like things to change. Because it felt as though I would lose control. Of course, this fed in my disorder, as you guys probably guessed, because <laughs> why, why else would I be talking about it? But the important thing is that this habit was around way longer than my disorder was. So it wasn't like a disordered habit that came about in my disorder. It was a habit that I already had, but it became disordered through my disorder. It's isn't that funny? <laughs> it's crazy that how how many parts of my life have been driven and influenced or changed by this disorder or addiction. It's a crazy that your life can do that. But obviously, like I said, it fed into my disorder in the most obvious way possible was wanting to be in control of what I look like and what I'm eating. Now, I don't really know why um, this happened. I always liked to be in control as a kid, and I've talked about being in control, I think, on a previous podcast a little bit. But I just, for some reason, I guess this was some way that I felt... I could control this part of me. I could control the way I look. I could control how much I was eating. And that gave me peace. That helped me cope with what my feelings I was feeling instead of just expressing them. But the thing is, is what's so funny about that is I never was really in control. I never was in control. The eating disorder was. It liked to make me feel as though I was in control and doing what I wanted but in reality I was giving in and doing what he wanted me to do which is never the way to go because it just ends up making you feel worse about yourself even if you think it's gonna make you feel better it really doesn't make you feel any better any happier it is just this false sense of reality that makes you feel as though you're so in control, you're controlling, oh, look at me, I restricted all these calories, look at me, I only ate this for lunch, I only weighed this much, I look so thin today, look at me, I'm so in control of myself. But in reality, the things you've had to do to get in control, I'm doing air quotes with my hands, is not in control. It's as simple as that. 
like you're not in control of how you got to that state of control. It sounds so confusing, but it's what it is. You may feel like you're in control because you like the way you look and you like what you're, how much you're eating, but in reality you're not because the eating disorder is controlling you to, do, to look like that and to eat like that and to feel like that. So he's controlling everything, not you. Like, I always thought of it as this. The eating disorder just wanted me to feel as though I was recovered. But in reality, I wasn't ever recovered, and I never have been. I'm still in recovery. And it's just so funny to think that we go through and we have this false sense of reality in society and all that thinking that I'm in control, but I'm really not. And that's something that's been really hard for me to grasp throughout my recovery because I... Whenever my nutritionist or my therapist would ask me, like, where do you think this stemmed from? And we try to get to the deep, deeper and deeper into what this is and, like, where it comes from. And, of course, as I've been in recovery, we've been chipping away things. And it's crazy that, like, you didn't, I didn't even realize, like, that was part of what caused my disorder. But, anyway, as my therapist and nutritionist would ask me what like when we were first starting to chip it away, I would say, well, I've always liked being in control. I like to have things in order. I like to be the one in charge. I like to plan things out. And they would always come, they'd always smirk at me and go, <laughs> but you're not in control. And I'd be like, well, yeah, I am, like, because I'm doing all this stuff. And they're like, no, you're not in control. Like by doing those things, you are not in control. And that's the problem, is you are so deep in this, I was so deep in this disorder that I had no idea that I wasn't in control and that I was so blinded by what it was like to actually be in control. And that's where, that kind of leads me into my next point is how do you start accepting change and how do you start actually taking back control, which is a change because it was a change of mindset for me. Um, because you have to basically reteach yourself how to trust yourself. And that's something I've been working on with my nutritionist lately is reteaching yourself how to trust yourself. Because for the longest time, you thought you were trusting yourself, but you really were not trusting yourself. And yeah, you broke trust with your parents and friends and colleagues and all these people around you, but you also broke trust with yourself to this disorder. And I... You have to reteach yourself and relearn how to trust yourself because you haven't trusted yourself in so long. And when it comes to accepting that and accepting that change of having to change the way you live your life and think and act, I'm going to be honest and say there's not really one answer. Like, I feel as though, and I know, it's different for everybody. But I'm going to tell you how I started. I have been starting and started to accept change and start changing my life. And I hope that that'll help you because it might. But then again, don't get discouraged because for you it might be a different path. But how have I started to do this? That's the real question. <laughs> I have started to do this to accept change and to change the way I live my life in like three distinct ways. The first way is I've been drawing closer to God. 
throughout my recovery, throughout my life, I've always been a pretty strong Christian and really strong in my faith. And I really lean on God in hard times and when I need him. But throughout this recovery, I have really started to draw closer to him and to really lean on him, not just in times of when I need something from him, but also in times when I just want to talk to someone. I'll just talk to him and I'll just pray and read the Bible and dive into scripture and really feel his presence. And that honestly is such a good feeling. Like I feel so much closer to God than I ever have in my life. And I never thought that something so evil and so dark would bring me so much closer to him and bring me to my best relationship I've ever had in my life with him. But it has. And as much as it's weird to say, I'm happy that I've... Ha- I'm not happy I had to go through this, but I'm happy that this this thing I'm going through has drawn me closer to him. Because it's such a good feeling. Like, like I walk around feeling so blessed. And yes, I have bad days. Yes, I have hard days. But it's just so different now than when it was at the beginning of my recovery. Because I'm so much closer with him. That our relationship is just so much stronger. That I feel as though nothing can break it. Versus it was more just like a relationship before. And like it could easily be shadowed or shaded. And now I feel like nothing can break this relationship with him and I. With God and I. (laughs) The second way that I have started to accept change and change the way I'm living is trying to... The the last two ways are both changing my mindset, but it's two different ways. The first way of changing my mindset is not caring or trying not to care. Just going about life, taking it one moment at a time, and not focusing on every little detail and making sure every little detail is right and good and tidy and I'm in control of it like I don't have to be in control of everything and just changing my mindset of not really caring if something goes wrong or not really caring if something happens or I had dinner plans and they fell through like not really caring not freaking out about that and that's really helped me tune into what the bigger issue is because when I start to feel those things and like I have, say I have dinner plans and a friend has to cancel and I start to feel like those feelings I used to feel when plans would change and I hated that. I just really tune in and let myself feel that and not give in to the disorder and not care that he's telling me to restrict. He's like, oh, you can't go to dinner. You must not eat enough because no one's going to be here to see you. And not care that he's saying that and just be like, I don't care that you're telling me to do that. Just because I don't have, just because I can't get dinner with this person doesn't mean I can't still eat a normal dinner. And so just going against it and not caring at the results that he, and the stuff he's going to say to you and the stuff that will happen. Because really in reality, you're going to feel better if you go, if you don't care versus if you care about what he's saying. And that's something that, again, has been really hard for me, but has really helped in the progress I've made in my recovery. Hey everyone, I hope that you guys are enjoying the podcast just as much as I am. Uh, I just want to take a minute to interrupt the episode. I promise it'll be quick. I just want to interrupt for a second and thank this episode's sponsor. 
And the last way that I change my mindset and start to accept change and change my life is changing my mindset to a different mindset. And I talk about this a little bit in my, I talk about this in, I'm talking about this in my blog post that I'm going to be posting on Monday about changing my mindset from I want to slash need to to I'm going to and I will do that. And it's something that my dad's really been pressing in on me recently. Every time I talk to him and I am having a moment or I'm struggling or something and I'm like, I really want to do this and I really, I know I need to do this. I really want to do it. And he's like, no, no, no. You need to change the way you're approaching this recovery. You need to change the way you're thinking about this. Because yes, I want to and I need to was really good for me to think that way for a long time. But the stage I'm at in recovery now, I have to change that. Because it's just keeping me stuck. Because you can only want and need something for so long. And so I have to change it to I'm going to do that and I will do that. I'm going to eat this second brownie. I'm going to have a venti iced coffee today. I'm going to have an extra serving of mashed potatoes. I will enjoy it. Like you have to change. I have to change my mindset because like I because there's a difference between saying I want and need to do something versus I'm going and I will. There's more oomph and more power behind I'm going to do that and I will do that versus just I I want to do it. Like, I want to get better. No, I'm going to get better, and I will get better. I will recover, and I am going to recover. And it's just one of the biggest things that he's been telling me to say it for is um, my goal is to recover by 2020. And I say, I want to recover by 2020. And he said, no. And I said, right, I'm going to recover by 2020, and I will recover by 2020. I'm the only person in my life that's stopping me from not recovering. The only reason I haven't recovered is because of my own recovery and trying to get through this. But I'm going to recover by 2020. And that's kind of what I mean by change mindset is instead of saying I want to and I need to do something, think of it as you're going to do it. Because I promise, and that goes for anything, it gives you more more motivation to do the thing when you say, I'm going to do that versus I want to. Like, I want to have, I want a car. I want to buy a car. But am I going to buy a car? No. Like, that, it, that's a really funny example, but that's what I mean. But of course, though, like, I'm still not fully okay with change. But I will say I'm in a lot better place because of those three things than I ever have been in before. Because, because change in an ED is so very important and crucial, you can't recover unless you change. Like, it's as simple as that. Like, you cannot recover unless you change the way you eat, you change the, how much you weigh. Like, some people don't have to weight restore, but that, you get what I'm saying. You can't recover unless you change something in your life. But it can be very hard to do, and it is very hard to do. As many of you have known, because you've been around for this whole for my whole journey. Change is not an easy thing, but you can do it because I can do it, and you're going to do it because I'm going to do it. You just have to believe in yourself.
That's all it takes. Believe in yourself and change the way you think and attack what you want to change in your life. That's really the simplest way I can say it. Believe in yourself and change the way you think and approach the changes you want to make in your life. Friends, thank you so much for listening this week. Change is a funny thing, isn't it? It's so minor, but it affects your life so greatly. Guys, friends, I have such an exciting announcement. I took a little bit of a modified schedule this semester as I've been in school where I was uploading every other week, but that is no longer the case. I'm going to be starting uploading every week on my podcast. My blog will still be every other week, but my podcast will be every week, and I'm super excited because I have some amazing topics coming at you, and I just wanted to let you guys know that, so stay tuned for a new podcast every week. And before you go, please subscribe if you haven't already because you will know every time I upload a podcast every Wednesday morning. If you haven't already, leave me a review because I love reading them. It's the best part and they're free and they help me to know exactly what you like and don't like about my podcast. Even if it's just a rating, it's great. It lets me know um, if you guys are liking what I'm putting out and everything. Anyway, I love you guys so much, and I can't express and thank you enough for all the love and support you give me each week. It makes doing this so much easier, and I love you so much, and I'll talk to you guys very soon.